0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of cigar store idiots i am rob and tonight thank god i have my two dudes back uh andrew Luke. we're here tyler what's up it's uh good to see you guys back in the house for sure we survived the halloween episode we survived uh, a witch um we no,
1: know
2: you survived I, okay that's fine i tried I, to say what's good and what's up i i so what's gup what's What's gup what's gup okay all right.
0: Um, I hope everybody had a good safe happy Halloween and and all that good stuff and I spent it here actually got plenty of candy got food to eat you didn't get a hex put on you or uh, no kind of weird shit like that happened to you I got fatter no tainted candy Uh, I did not eat any candy that tasted like taint is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no. Okay. Like, oh God. I don't know. There's probably a market for it. There's so many weirdos out there. All right. <laughs> God. I just. What direction did we go? I don't know. It's uh, after today's shit show of uh, of uh, election stuff. It's uh, we're bound to say anything at this point. So
1: we wake up to still no decision.
0: To to no decision. I think it's pretty much said now. I think right? the decision has been made. They're just trying to figure out how to keep. Uh, <laughs> the world from burning. I don't know. Oh my god! Before we get into that, I want to go back and talk about Duke Cannon Supply Company. Uh, I had got a box from those guys. Um, it's uh, big ass bars of soap. It's pretty much easy to easy to remember uh, the four the four soaps that we got in from those guys was Leaf and Leather, Frothy the Beer Man, Midnight Swim, which is my favorite, and Illegally Cut Pine.
2: So,
1: this is my favorite. It's good. Midnight Tyler, Swim definitely smells the
2: best.
0: Tyler said he's all about having some illegally cut pine between his butt cheeks. I Dude,
2: know. I don't mind some <laughs> illegally cut pine between I, my cheeks.
0: If I got to do it, that's the only way I'm doing it. I so. also want to give a big shout out to, uh, we got Wild Bill's Soda Company. Uh, shout out to Wild Bill. Wild Bill's. I'm going to go ahead and give you a rundown of the care package we got from those guys. Uh, the, the names of the sodas that we got was Vintage Vanilla Cream. Outlaw Outlaw Orange Cream, Open Trail Ginger Ale, Six Shooter Sarsaparilla, Rocky Mountain Root Beer, Blazing Black Cherry, Blasting Butterscotch, which is not one I'm going to try. Uh, Bucking Birch Beer, which i I'm, I'm interested in that one. And last but not least, we got Gatling Gun Grape. So, uh, the one that I actually chose today was the Blazing Black Cherry.
2: If we switch some letters and some vowels around, we got some interesting flavors cooking <laughs> we, up over here. We do. <laughs> we do.
1: I'm drinking the cream soda and it's
2: good. The Black Cherry's great. How about yours, Tyler? What did you have? Is a Six Shooter
0: Sarsaparilla? Is that the what it's called? Sarsaparilla. Okay. I think the last time I heard somebody say sarsaparilla was when I was watching a marathon of A Little House on the Prairie. It sounds like they said
1: sarsaparilla. I don't I've tasted it before and I can't place where I've tasted it same it, here it's it's very it's like, somewhat it's something I've tasted before and I don't know when I've ever had it man it's
0: good though I mean it's I'm, good I'm not it's gonna good. lie it's not as good as my cream soda I man. actually had the cream soda earlier today and it was it was excellent
2: Sasperella so. so is somewhere in between root beer and like uh cream soda maybe it could be maybe
0: maybe I don't maybe. know. maybe yeah yeah um check these guys out at wildbillsoda.com wildbillsoda.com. Uh, we also, they, they sent me this awesome mug. Um, it's some sort of, uh, I don't know what kind it's like of copper, copper looking finish. And of course, it has, uh, the old, uh, don't tread on me snake on the front of it. It's pretty sweet. And it has their Wild Bills logo on the back of it. So,
1: looks like a, uh, Moscow Mule.
0: It, I was, yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of why I'm glad I got it. What it looks so. like. And after today, it's giving me a big reason to drink a whole lot of those. So. Like, don't oh.
1: drink
2: anything hot out of that though.
1: No, it's prevalent. yeah, it it's going to be some burnt knuckles. Definitely not putting that in the microwave. Why are Moscow Mules drink out of those? I don't know. There's got to be a story gotta be that's our next podcast yeah
0: somebody was like hmm let's just put it in this i don't have anything but this uh it's like a
2: copper yeah
0: i don't have anything but this copper pot Oh, let's pour it in there and drink
2: is that an alcoholic beverage Mm -hmm. it is is. it's also the same color as the monster mule can it is
0: it is that may be why i like it even better so could be all right just gonna get this out out of the way just gotta talk about it i'm uh i can't believe that I'm, a, I always said we're not going to get political on this thing, and and I never want to. But I'm going to say this: I'm going to say my piece. It. it just don't matter. Anything. I'm going to say this, say my piece, and be done with it. I couldn't be more disappointed in the people appointed to make the decisions in our lives for us to 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 move us forward uh, in the country than I and than I am today. I'm I'm in utter shock of of how the election has been handled. And, and just a goes, shit show. goes to show the Period. the links that some people will, will not go to or will go to to uh, absolutely destroy a human being and uh, destroy a whole nation just to gain their, for their own sick use and purpose of, of whatever they're trying to do, man. I don't even know what they're trying to I'm so upset I just kicked my cat. I didn't mean to. Sorry, Lucy. But, uh, I mean, the more... I look at it, we we're being, and I'll just be honest with you. I'm I'm not a political guy. I, I I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump. I'm not a big fan of any any politician. Most politicians, I feel, are are not truthful. I think they all lie. I think they're deceitful. But do I think Donald Trump was doing the best for for the for the country? Yeah, I kind of did. I think he was uh, he was you know he kind of had us going in the right direction.
1: Well, I think he worked tirelessly, and and, and and that's something you could appreciate. And I still don't think Biden's going to be the president. I think he may, I think he may win, agreed. But I don't think he's going to be the president. I think he's just a uh, a pawn, a pawn they put in. He's, a, and it, he's it, a ticket in the door. That's right. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Camilla and Kamala, however you say her name. And it's going to be. You know Nancy and that whole crew running the show. This, he's going to do what they tell him. He's a puppet. He's, he's going be be to do. Puppet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, I you know, I think we later found out that you know that Bush wasn't was just a puppet too. Sure. Yeah. And I wasn't so sure of that at the time, but I am now. Yeah. You know, I think Dick Cheney ran the show. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Bush ran oh, anything. Oh, if you watch that
0: movie, one hundred percent, Dick Cheney. I mean, yeah. I know it's Hollywood, but it's very there's Hollywood. A lot, there's a lot of truth to it. It's
1: it's, it's very Hollywood, very liberal. But uh, you know, I I don't I don't know I don't, it, I don't know what to think about it. I, my my biggest question is, and it's probably an unpopular opinion, but how much is my life going to change either way? That's that's my biggest question.
0: And me being a small business owner, all I can do is just bear down and keep working like I have been, and hope that. Um, the changes that are made won't directly affect us uh, in a in a way that we won't be able to operate or function as a business. You know, that's my my greatest concern.
1: I mean, you just gotta hope it's a huge
0: trickle down effect.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And you, but you just gotta hope that you don't screw it up too bad in four years.
0: And let me go ahead and say this:
1: nothing's going to change overnight. Period.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. There'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of undoing trying to be done that first probably two two and a half, two, two and a half years. years. So. And I'm going to say this, and Tyler said this to me today, and it made, made absolute perfect sense. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of um, uh, of advice as far as investing money goes. <laughs> now I'm not licensed to do that. This is only my opinion. But if you got an extra 10k laying around that you want to invest, you might want to hit up one of those cannabis companies and put some money into it. Hell yeah! Because blue means green, baby. Blue, <laughs> blue means green. Unfortunately.
1: Well, and I've and, and, and I've. I had friends that's had money vested in that for a while, and it's it's just it's just strolling. I mean, do you see what Oregon did?
0: It yeah, uh, that's that that's another thing that completely did blows they, my did mind. Did they decriminalize
1: all drugs? All yes. drugs? Yeah, all drugs? Yes, yes. So even hard drugs are. I mean, I don't know. And, I, I don't and, know. and I New saw, Jersey's a
2: legal state now. I saw. I'm uh, not so sure that's
0: no, that's ridiculous. And you know, I saw somebody's somebody's thought process on that process on that is like. You know the war on drugs. We punish people. That, it, it, we need to treat drug addiction like a mental illness or a disease. No, you don't need it. You need to. You need. You do. Man, you just can't call it a disease. No, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I mean not. that might be not a popular opinion. Uh, from, from other people, from, from some bleeding heart heat tree hugger, uh, that thinks that everybody can be, uh, no. fixed with a pill. That's not, that's not the case. That's not true. No. I don't feel that. That's the truth. Those same people probably think pedophiles can be rehabilitated. Uh, and we all know that there's only one thing that re- rehabilitates a, a pedophile. Lead. Uh, yeah. Brass or lead. Mm-hmm. Either, either two of those. Uh, one dose of that usually cures that straight up. So. So, enough about the politics. Uh, Oh, the the point I was making with that was they're saying legalize it and then legalize it and and give some sort of um, reform, rehab with it. Okay. How much money that cost? Instead of putting it, well, who's going to pay that? Oh, of course. Taxpayers. Of course. Yeah. Taxpayers are going to pay for that. Well, Why rehab, should you rehabilitate? Well, our taxes are going up anyway. Yeah, Biden's ta- already told us our taxes you, are going if up. If you don't think we you're fu- going gonna to pay $5 a gallon for gas,
1: oh, you're
0: out of your fucking
2: mind. It's coming. It's coming. I, well, I just he don't even- understand. I don't understand any of it. Why would you offer uh, a rehabilitation process if you're still going to offer the drugs? Is that what- Because the big farm companies can, uh, can plug into it.
0: Big farm can plug into it. Are we it still talking about
2: Oregon? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. There's
0: so much stuff. It's uh, it's over my head. and I know somebody's probably sitting somewhere. Uh, uh, tough guy Facebooking, talking about how uh, we're just talking out of our ass. I don't know what we're saying, but.
1: But if you think doing hard drugs is a good idea. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I mean, dude. If you want to smoke dope, smoke dope. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say dope. A lot of the. Marijuana. Smoke, people get, smoke marijuana. A lot of yeah. people get mad when I didn't they, say to do it. Refer, but I'm just saying. Yeah, a lot of people get mad when you refer to marijuana as dope, and it's not dope. It's is, not. Dope is dope, but I don't know, man. Dope, dude. I don't know, man. I just you know smoke your smoke your weed, Do whatever you want, but you know, don't be doing heroin, man. It's stupid. All I'm saying is, let me
0: do my business how I do my business. Let me treat my people how I treat my people. Don't affect. Don't come in encroaching on me and how I live my life, how I pay my bills, how I take care of my family. We don't have a problem. So and hopefully we can keep it that way. All right, enough of that. That's uh, making my brain hurt. It's going to keep me awake tonight.
1: Uh, I'm going to sleep well.
0: Great great content tonight. This is what we're going to talk about That's since we since it's all patriotic kind of we're trying to get in, you know a little we're a little patriotic. We got our
1: you know. This is good news.
0: Stinging a little bit from the election want to we want to talk about some wartime heroes that absolutely uh, need uh, need a, need a need a minute to American discuss. badasses yeah credibility American badasses and I guess I apologize I, I I stepped away from the American badasses actually I'm going to talk about the two Dutch sisters back in World War two okay okay so here we go Educate me. Germany had invaded the Netherlands in 1940. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows what you know. Germany was about World War II, you know, getting rid of the Jews, eradicating the Jews.
2: That almost history degree is paying off, isn't it? <laughs> almost, almost.
0: <laughs> so, at that time, the Nazis were arresting and deporting Jews. Uh, they were creating forced labor. They were strictly rationing all the food in the Netherlands. Uh, they had all bands on non neo-Nazi organizations so people couldn't organize okay um every dutch person was affected everybody in the netherlands was affected <clears throat> uh we got two sisters and a friend freddy and stress oversting and hanny Sch- um uh, hanny shaft whoa you
1: yeah. said hanny shit
0: hanny hanny shaft uh, they were they were known they were Dutch national heroes and uh, what they did was join the resistance the Dutch resistance at a very early age we're talking 12 14 16 years old these girls and what they did was seduce Nazis and they seduced Nazis the Dutch uh, land watchers, which actually worked for the Nazis. So these guys, the the Dutch land watchers, uh, they would, they would let the Germans know what was going on, who was hiding Jews, who was doing things that was against the Nazi Germany. And those people were caught, captured and executed. So these three girls, these two sisters and a friend uh, would seduce these Nazis. They would, they would meet them uh, at a bar on the street not strike, online. Strike up kind no, of not <laughs> online. Not online. They can track you for that shit now. So. But they would they would seduce these these Nazi soldiers and take them off to the woods. Well, the Nazi soldiers thought that they about to get down to business. Well, the only thing, the only thing happened was they got a bullet in their head. Yeah. So these girls were seducing these soldiers, taking them off to the woods. They were looking for a different kind of bang bang, and they got a, another kind of bang bang.
1: So were they the ones killing, or they had somebody in the woods ready to shoot them? Well, in
0: the beginning, it was that they would lure the, the Nazis or pull, the pulling the old Cardi B. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were they were luring them off into the woods, and then they would have some of the resistance, the men in the yeah. resistance would kill them. Right. They already had the holes dug and everything. You shoot them, through their ass in there, and cover them up. Um, but the thing was, these two girls, they had, uh, they. They had a very clean look about them. They dressed nice. They were cute. They were, you know, they were auspicious. They drove, rode bicycles. They looked harmless. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they were referred to as muffin girls, which was girls that would have relationships with Nazi soldiers. Uh, I guess uh, just just inappropriate relationships with Nazi soldiers. So that's what they looked like. They looked like these easy targets. <clears throat> That these soldiers could uh, could have relations with, and so um, these these two girls, these well, these three girls, they uh, their family had sheltered Jews and gays from the Germans, and when Nazi invaded the Netherlands, uh, that's when the two sisters actually had joined the resistance. Um, they were two women of a seven person rebellion. So there's only seven people. Uh, the commander Franz Verdun Wild or Weald. Uh, In 1941, taught them, uh, you know, the basics of sabotage. They would rig uh, bridges or or railways with dynamite uh, for uh, demolition. Um, They were uh, taught how to fire weapons. They taught them how to walk amongst the Nazis. So they were just... Basically could walk amongst the soldiers right, just blending in, blending in and not getting noticed incognito they burned down a Nazi warehouse. Nobody ever suspected it was them that they were you know they're just these two girls, two or three uh, sisters well, it's the two sisters that burned okay. the warehouse down all right <clears throat> excuse me um so they were able to they also were able to um recover messages and and move um Move weaponry through the through the Nazis uh, wow. on their bicycles they also uh, escorted small children and refugees to hiding spots um, and then of course last but not least they lured the Nazis to their death okay um, at some point they started doing the, the shooting themselves so imagine having these two teenage girls three teenage girls approaching you
1: probably very pretty
0: yeah they were pretty yeah. there's pictures of them um, they're coming up on a bicycle I'm gonna ask you how your day is. And then they shoot you,
2: shoot you dead in the street. Nothing gets me going like a, a red rider. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no.
1: Well, you know, they lure them off in the woods and yeah. guys are expecting some.
0: Yeah. Expect a good time. Yeah. come pulling up on the Huffy. It was not a good time. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hanny, uh, shaft, uh, she, she was known as the, uh, the girl with the red hair. And unfortunately, she was recognized and known by her red hair, and that got her caught. She was captured. Um, and I would say it says forty-five on April the seventeenth that the German the Nazis had captured her and executed her. She was only twenty four years old. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> uh, by that time, uh, you know, three quarters of all of the Dutchland Jews were murdered uh and I mean a, a lot of terrible things had happened uh the two sisters actually survived. they lived well into their nineties. they had children of their own and grandchildren and they would they would talk about these stories of how they had done these things
1: um uh, uh, by that time Grandma was a badass
0: grandma was yeah these these chicks were straight up badass yeah, so for no real. Doubt, um is there a movie about them they're actually there there is about the red haired girl. It's actually called The Girl with the Red Hair. But mm, unfortunately, I, I don't know why they haven't made a movie about these two sisters. They I don't could. know why they haven't made a movie about this shit. So. Uh,
1: maybe that's but, what uh, we should do.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know some directors, actually. So, um, But I don't know if anybody's working in Georgia because of the COVID. Anyway. It's true. Um, both sisters, uh, unfortunately, lived with the atrocities of war and uh, the things that they dealt with their entire life until their final days. Uh, And their family reflects back and talks about how they definitely struggled uh, every day with the things that they dealt with, the things that they've seen, and the horrible things they had done, um, you know, and suffered from PTSD. So, but that, I thought that was a fascinating story. It is a fascinating story. Because if you think about the 12 and 13, or 12, 14, 16-year-old girls nowadays. They're TikTok-ing, They're tiktok son. They're tiktok they, uh. (laughs) <laughs> they
2: they're
1: they believe in everything they hear they're believing everything they read on social in media dudes in the woods to that's what scares cap me them.
0: yeah so uh so life in the 40s during World War II against Nazi Germany is a little different than uh you know uh who's going to be the president of the United States
1: yeah no. yeah it's i mean you just you you grew up in different circumstances yeah. and it was very much uh it was a lot more reality instead of this fake world a lot of these 12 and 13 year old girls. They have no idea. Zero. Zero A- idea.
0: Along with 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old boys. Have right. no idea. No idea. Get it together, young people. Yeah. Your nation's going to need you. You got to vote soon. Your nation's going to need you. <laughs> All right. Who wants to follow up on that? Who we got? Uh, Tyler?
2: Yeah. Who you got, man? Marcus Latrell. Nice. The lone survivor. Marcus Lattrell's known as the lone survivor. <clears throat> war A war hero this time Born on November 7th 1975 His father was a tough man And Latrell also had a twin brother I didn't know that Yep, And his father Had always told them from a young age To work hard and earn your way Because nobody's going to give it to you And nothing's going to be easy <laughs>
0: But there needs to be a lot more Fathers like that
2: huh? Yeah I know right So, Luttrell knowing this, at age 15, he started prepping for the Marines. Hoorah. Luttrell trained with the U.S. Army vet, Billy Shelton, and they did weight and endurance training to prepare him for the Marines. And in 1999, Luttrell enlisted in the U.S. Navy. He began, or he completed basic, no, sorry, the U.S. Navy. He was not a Marine. He completed basic training and no joined... No on that. I take it back. No, no raw on that. My bad. He completed basic training and joined the basic underwater demolition class. Unfortunately, halfway through, he fractured his leg and he was he had to stop the class. Like halfway through, just back to square one. But after his heroic recovery... He completed training in the year 2000, and soon after, he became a full-fledged Navy SEAL. He specialized in unconventional medicine diagnosis and treatment, and advanced emergency medicine and field life support. And as a member of SEAL Team 10, Luttrell was deployed in Afghanistan in 2005 for Operation Red Wings. The mission objective was to locate Muhammad Ismali, a top-ranking member of the Taliban, and dispatch him. He was
0: a bad dude.
2: Yeah. Along their journey, they run into goat herders. The goat herders could have possibly compromised the mission. So, the team voted whether to execute the men or let them go. Um, This Muhammad Ismali person, is this the butcher that you were talking about? I believe so. Okay. The team voted whether to execute the men or let them go. Um, Latrell went through the thought process that they're unarmed. Execution would be an act of murder. Which is, is true. They Yeah, they're unarmed, posing no threat. They're just going about their day herding their goats. Yeah. And also, last but not least, the goat herders could have possibly compromised the mission. Well, no, sorry. The large number of goats they herded indicated that their presence would be missed in a short period of time. Yeah. So
0: because the goats, the goats are very valuable. Yeah. I mean, they're like trading currency.
2: Yeah, that's so, like yeah. a. That's a high, yeah, a high, yeah. high. like some value thing out it's there. It's like
0: somebody driving off with your 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 friggin' Maserati. Pretty much, you're gonna yeah. Miss it. You're gonna know it's so going.
2: So if you're in charge of all these goats, you got to be a. a your pretty, ass better be there. Yeah. With the you, goats, you got to be pretty like well known in yeah. the in the. Community tribe. Yeah, your tribe. Whatever they live in. So the team let them go. And within the hour, dozens of Taliban soldiers swarm the seals. Yeah. So they decide not to execute the goat herders. They run off and flee, fled to the Taliban and let them know that, you know, there's There's, there's U.S. troops out on our land. Yeah. Um, Every member of his troop was killed despite numerous injuries. He crawled and walked seven miles to a village where he was taken and protected.
0: Now, crawled and walked. This guy.
2: He he literally just, he fought on, he just fought a full-on war right here with his troop. Fell off a mountain. I mean, but did he, he broke, he didn't he break his leg when his leg broke? I don't know. I know he he broke his leg in the um, training. Yeah, but no, I don't he, know. I mean, he was shot. I mean, he fell off a mountain. Yeah, he's got bullet wounds. Yeah, he's
0: broken I mean, he's, legs. He's. I mean, no, no, no. Normal human being
2: lives through no, that. They don't make them like they used to. No, for real. So, due to the tribe's customs, they were bound to protect and heal. Littrell. And he got lucky with the of people. He got very lucky. Like, yeah. Because had he made his way through the desert into like a, a Taliban like troop or yeah. a, a village where they're Were not heavily prevalent. Yeah. He, he could have just very well marched himself to death. Yeah. He got very lucky. But the villagers managed to contact the U.S. military and set out a rescue mission for Latrell. Um, unfortunately, Muhammad Ismali was not eliminated during the battle, but was later confirmed killed in a firefight with the police in Pakistan. Yeah. So though Latrell didn't get him, he did end up checking out. Right. Latrell is now medically discharged from the Navy and now resides with his wife in the U.S. Yeah. Um, Latrell wrote a book about the mission. It is titled The Lone Survivor or Lone Survivor. Right. Um, which also inspired a movie with the same title featuring the Mark Wahlberg. It was a great movie. Actually. It was a great movie. I haven't watched it. I'm not big into war movies. Yeah, I no, very rarely good. watch war movies. Very good movie. Wish I would have watched because it. Because you know it's true. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I mean, it lost some seriously, seriously big-time, badass Navy SEALs. Oh, yeah. Lost, on that, lost in that battle.
2: I know. It was a rough story, but it was a great movie. I mean, because... I mean, Latrell being a bad dude himself, you got to imagine the people he was surrounded with.
0: Yeah. They're the best of the best.
2: Yeah. All about that's it. I mean, why they were They there. were the best. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. But Latrell also formed the Lone Survivor Foundation, which aims to assist veterans enduring PTSD. Yeah.
0: And that's why we like uh, Dick Cannon Supply Company the soap company uh, and beard products, all these things because a portion of their proceeds goes towards the veterans. So big shout out again to them. They're doing the right thing.
2: Absolutely. It's a big deal to me because we have family in the military. Yeah. And now my cousin is also going to be a veteran one day and it's all, it, it means more to me now than it ever has. So it's uh, it's interesting to read up and learn on this stuff, and I love p- promoting these companies that give back yeah. to the people that have done so much for us.
0: Yeah, so shout out to the veterans, man, and thank you for your service. We appreciate
2: every bit of you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. What you got for us, Andrew? Well, I want to talk about. You're going to talk about Kid Rock. That's right. Real American <laughs> Madness. That's right. He grew up hey, in Detroit. He's gonna be in. Uh, he's
0: gonna be in Oregon for this thing's all over with. Oh yeah. He's, he's like I can right. snort all this and nobody goes to jail.
1: Uh, I think and he's sp- pretty unhappy. He was. Yeah, yeah. Was very much a Trump. He's a big Trump supporter. Big Trump. Supporter.
2: Nothing like a big warm cup of Joe and a fat line in the morning. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I always say, we don't like cocaine. We just like the way it smells. You're just, smell-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just trying to get smart.
1: Don't sure get I'm too right. smart.
2: <laughs> Never was big on the taste, but it smells great. It Smells <laughs> fantastic.
1: United States Marine Corps sniper legend Carlos Hathcock. A lot of people probably know this story, but it's worth telling again. Please
0: tell it because I do not know
1: it. He is an American badass. Yes. He was also known as Whitefeather. Reason he was known as Whitefeather. He was an American sniper and or he yeah, he was a sniper in Vietnam. But uh, you know, a lot of the guys put in their helmets, whether it's a peace sign or a uh grenade pin or whatever, they'll stick in their helmet. Well, he was such he was so confident in himself. And a bit cocky. He stuck a big white feather in his helmet and dared the <laughs> Vietnamese to take him out. Oh. Which no. is not camouflage whatsoever.
0: No, no. You're sticking out like a sore thumb, thumb. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But this is Mr. Carlos Hathcock. He had ninety three confirmed kills. And when Only at, 93. When when asked about his unconfirmed kills, he said it had to have been over three hundred.
0: Oh Jesus Christ.
2: So that's just him shooting and not knowing.
1: Yeah, which he killed more than 93, but he only had 93 confirmed kills. Oh, okay. So
0: he he feels like
1: he's killed over 300 people. He feels like he's probably killed over 300 Vietnamese. So in 1966, it leads me to this story about a mission he had. Uh, the, the U.S., they needed a uh, North Vietnamese general killed. The problem is they didn't know exactly where they were. They just knew the kind of general area they were, and it was kind of a scary mission because, uh, well, you don't know exactly where they're at, and you don't know what conditions you're going into. Yeah, and then so, also
0: too, I know in Vietnam, you could be in a you could be in a village of people uh, that were patting you. You know, smiling in the face and shaking your hand. Right. And trying to stab you in the back when you walk past them. That's so, right. So you didn't know who the Viet Cong was.
1: Right. So, but they knew kind of about where they were, but not exactly. So usually a sniper will go with also a, uh, what you would call a partner, which would be the scout, pretty much. He looks and, you know, he helps you find things. But. Hathcock volunteered for this mission and he said that he did not want to partner with him because he had to stealth in and stealth out. And he felt like that it was just too dangerous a mission. And I think Hathcock kind of felt that it was a suicide mission. Mm -hmm. He's going to go in, he's going to attempt to shoot this general. And when he takes this shot, he's going to have a whole village after him. And I think he felt like it was probably a suicide mission and he decided to do it on his own. Mm -hmm. So we volunteered to take the mission and, uh, He really, and he said he felt like that he needed to take it because he was the best sniper anyway, so it should be him. Mm -hmm. And he was the best sniper. He went on to train and he has, you know, he trained and trained and he trains other snipers and so forth. So for days, he hikes into the, I guess, jungle, you would say, in the direction of this Vietnamese camp, uh, uh, you, and remember, this is he's by himself; mm-hmm. he's all alone. So and, this you can isn't, ima-
2: and this isn't your average hike either. I mean, you're not just trotting through the woods. No, no and this a is freaking rainforest. You're taking jungle. every step like it's your last, and you have to, you, you know, make sure you're not going about to blow up on a landmine or something. And, and he and, and he
1: can't take a big backpack with him. He steps, no. right. so you have limited water, Surprise, yeah. hardly any food for days. He hikes through the through the jungle. Well, he comes upon a camp. Uh, Usually, a well, you know, usually the spotter accompanies him, but not this time. Hathcock is determined; it would be dangerous uh, for two to travel uh, to not be seen. Mm-hmm. So Hathcock approaches the camp. So he finds he sees the camp, and on three sides of the camp, it's covered by trees. On one side, it's not; it's a field, a large. Well, I wouldn't say a field, but it was an area just clear in yeah it would it only had like short bamboo and grass right and the other sides were covered by trees well he's thinking that they're going to expect that shot to come from the tree tree area and not from there so he thinks he's going to outsmart them so he decides to approach on the short bamboo and grass side To make this uh, shot, he would have to get within 700 yards to feel comfortable with the shot. That means he would have to travel over 1,500 yards, undetected, moving inch by inch per hour.
0: On his belly, just belly
1: crawling it. Four days, three nights. Okay, let's think about that. Let's stop here and think about that. So go lay in your front yard. In the middle of July.
0: And go across seven football fields.
1: Take two canteens with you for four days and three nights. An inch by inch by inch, you're crawling because you can't be detected, right? Hathcock would move inch by inch. He went so undetected that wild boar and deer grazed beside him.
2: Man. Jesus
1: At one point A deadly viper Slithered over him So he got completely still And let the viper Slide on off of him One bite By that viper And he's dead He's dead yeah. He's dead you Gotta remember We're in Vietnam here As he got closer The Vietnamese shoulder, soldiers Patrolling Stalked only uh, Patrolled only Feet away from him Patrolling the camp So he's
2: got people Just walking within feet of him
1: Within feet Okay
2: they easily could have been stepped on. Yeah,
1: like, they say it's just by feet. You know, just he he talks about how they're close they were to him. As he got closer, he even crawled on his side to leave less of a snail tra- trail through the grass and bamboo. So there's less grass and bamboo turned over because there's at this point just
0: leading them right to him if they see that
1: exactly. So he actually, to make it a less of a trail, he's actually on his side at this point. On the fourth day, the general stepped out on his porch and yawned. A second later, Hathcock's bullet slammed through the heart of the general. Alert sound and Vietnamese rushed to the thick tree lines, just as he suspected. Mm-hmm. Sure that the sniper was hiding in the heavy, camouflage wooded area. This gives Hathcock the opportunity to crawl back the way he came. For, for three days, they searched for Hathcock. course they never found him yeah later hathcock had a thirty thousand dollar bounty on his head this is in 1966
2: that's a lot of money that's some big money
1: yeah so there was a sniper in the jungle that was as deadly as hathcock and he was vietnamese he was known as cobra he killed many 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 americans yeah he was a badass of his own he's even got his own tv show now he was a badass He ended up killing one of Hathcock's close friends. Mm. Hathcock made it his mission to search out and find the Cobra and kill him himself. He was pissed. He done pissed off Hathcock at this point.
0: He pissed off the wrong man.
1: He pissed off Carlos. Pissed off Carlos. So Hathcock and his partner set out. He takes a partner with him this time. A scout. Uh, As they're searching... For the Cobra, Hathcock actually makes a mistake, and he leans on a log. Well, the log is rotted, and it falls. And he, and Hathcock actually trips over the log. Well, when this happens, guess who's watching him? Or guess who was near? Cobra. Cobra. cobra takes a shot. It actually hits his partner. His partner thinks he's been shot and he's bleeding, but actually it hits his partner's canteen and it's actually water gushing all over his partner. Mm. Okay. So once they realize that it's that he hasn't been shot, they gather themselves and have they have to move from that area mm-hmm. because they can't stay in that area because the other stopper knows that location. Yeah. So they actually start moving in a direction around away from the Cobra. Well, it works out to where Cobra and Half Halfcock actually switch positions. Okay, and now by this time, this is days now. They're out in the jungle. At this time, it's getting to be dawn. Hathcock is looking, still looking for Cobra, and Cobra's looking for him. They're stalking each other, basically. Yeah. All of a sudden, Carlos Hathcock he catches a glimmer of the Cobra's scope. The sun hits it just right. Well, without hesitation, Hathcock takes the shot. Hits him. So they walk over to where Cobra. Where, where he lay dead. They walked over to him, and it was such a perfect shot that it went straight through his scope without the bullet, went straight through the scope without hitting any around the scope itself and went right through the cobra's eye. Oh my God. Not a single part of that scope was damaged except the glass. Unbelievable. Jesus. And it took him out. And the, what does that tell you, though? What does that tell you about that shot? It also that's te- a one in a million. Well, it also tells you that he was only a millisecond from dying himself. Yeah,
0: because yeah, he was looking
2: right at him. Yeah, because right the, right the only re- the only way you see that is if it's looking at you. That's there. right. So yeah. he
1: was he was a millisecond faster than Cobra. Jesus. And Cobra, he, he he made the shot a millisecond faster than him and killed him.
0: That's insane. So
1: he goes on to uh, win all kind of awards and. Uh, uh, he was actually from Arkansas, but he went on to uh, win all kind of awards and snipering and uh, however you want to say that. But he also was an instructor for many, many years. And he talks about that a lot, too. And you can look it up, some of his interviews. He's a very interesting guy, has a very cool southern draw to him. He's very to the point. Uh, and he admits that he's a very, very, very hard teacher. And he's very hard on his people. Like yeah. he'll stress them and he'll be like, you know, I'll make them do this many push ups and then I'll run them to death and then I'll make them
0: go back and shoot the shot
1: you know he says he stresses them you know but he said he said i expect a lot out of my people yeah and i perfect i expect perfection out of my people well it's it's a matter of life and death he says about 70 percent of people make it through his class yeah but yeah i american badass yeah no doubt i mean i couldn't imagine laying you know what was it four days and three nights On, you know, uh, laying on the ground, and there's no telling what the how hot it was. You're in Vietnam, got bugs eating your ass alive. He said that he he said that he could smell their food and see them drinking and everything because he got extremely thirsty and extremely hungry, of course. Because you're not going to break open food out there, you're laying on that ground for you know, in that (laughs) you know, he had had already traveled a couple of days into the to that spot before he laid there for three, four days, three nights,
2: yeah, laying out in the field. You just hear the chip bag crumbling <laughs> like, Breaking you're open the yeah, like, yeah, like you're at the movies and yeah, you just sneaks a of coke and yeah, right. like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: there's, so there's none of that and he said you know that's what was you know he said he was extremely hungry and thirsty but he had a, he kept his mind on the mission and he would just inches you know within an hour he just moved like a couple of inches just mm-hmm. slow ever so slowly you know he had a guillotine on and a guillotine what did I just say <laughs> A, a ghillie suit. A ghillie suit. I said a guillotine. he had a He had a ghillie suit on. Of course, he had you know the leaves and you know everything hanging out mm-hmm. of that. And he you know he was covered. You know mm-hmm. he's covered very well. But still, the slightest movement, even if he would have stirred a deer, that would have drew attention. That yeah. would have drew attention or boar or anything. You know that would drew attention. But he was so still and moved so so slowly. I'd have been like, you know what's day two? Screw this. Yeah. Now I can't
0: stop thinking about some dude crawling through Yeah, not <laughs> crawling only with a guillotine on his not back. Not
2: only did he go through undetected, but he had a full fledged guillotine just ready to chop <laughs> his head off Chub at any given back. second. <laughs> well that'd have been really impressive. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> but I mean
1: it's just I mean it's it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Those
0: kind of folks are people that shape history.
2: I was trying to throw a Cobra Kai joke in there. It was. It didn't work It was no, alright though no, It's okay I knew where you were going with
0: that
1: <laughs> Guillotine
0: Somebody laughed maybe. Gentlemen um, We I appreciate This uh, This episode was, was one that I've been wanting to do That we've been trying to Get nailed down Things got a little crazy We all get a little busy sometimes But uh, I'm glad to have y'all back in here And I enjoyed it I do
1: too man Yeah good It's good stuff. times The trifecta Yeah And I like Wild Bill's
0: Yeah, Wild Bill's Wild Bill's a good dude. Wild Bill's soda, good stuff. Really
2: good stuff. Thanks for the sodas, man. The cream soda's good. good stuff.
0: All right, it's getting close to uh, the holidays are sneaking up on us, so don't forget to go check out our gear at www.cigarstoreidiot.com. Also, go check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Leave us some feedback. Go to our website. Of course, you can uh, you can give some feedback there, too, as well.
2: Tell us how terrible we are.
0: Also, I uh, also wanted to, I forgot about this. We did a little survey on Twitter and uh, wanted to know, uh, Dirty Dancing, is it a true story about true love, backroom abortions, or <laughs> statutory rape? We did a uh, survey and uh hands down 100% it was about statutory rape the movie was about statutory rape pretty so. much was yeah. yeah so uh so there's your little fun fact uh go rewatch dirty dancing with your favorite girl and uh and uh look at it in a different light
2: if you will so i'm not i'm not that uh
1: old so you haven't seen it no yeah you're not as much yeah you're so not much, much. You're not much You like, a like. pretty woman i mean you're it's about a prostitute.
0: Yeah. Pretty woman's about a prostitute,
1: so. And everybody fell in love with a the prostitute.
0: They did. I don't know. They did. Even though she has a giant horse
2: teeth.
1: Like then, a big horse face. She's
2: from George. Sorry. Sorry, Julia. Fell yeah. in love with her. She's never going to hear this. She took him out into the woods and
0: captain yeah <laughs> it would have been a better movie if she would have pulled that
1: no right no Some, that, boy, that would have been like
0: eileen Warren. <laughs> that's what that would have. <laughs> that's what that was about so <laughs> all right well i think we're a little delirious delirious from a uh, lack of sleep watching this goofy ass election last night i admit it i was so, up too late doing it so uh guys i appreciate it and uh let's do it again real real soon
2: stay yep. safe
1: out there everybody till next time